Hey guys, welcome to the One Life Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today, and we hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. Enjoy the message. I've entitled my message this morning, Strengthened by the Fear of God. Last time I was sharing in Mudgy, I said that Jesus is pivotal to, to a successful Christian living, you know, living for Jesus. He's pivotal. And that since then, guess what? Nothing's changed. <laughs> Jesus still is and always will be pivotal to our uh, successful Christian life. Each and every one of us need Jesus in our lives. The whole world needs Jesus. And uh, it's good to hear the story that Tanil was sharing this morning about Caleb. And it's always we think, oh, it's the big things, that we've got to do all these great big things for Jesus. All we've got to do is be faithful. All we've got to do is what God just calls us to do, just the little things. And, uh, and then they can become big things. But see, Jesus still and always will be the centre of it all. See, whether we talk about true righteousness or unrighteousness, try and disguise itself as righteousness, you know, more often than not, Jesus gets the credit or the blame. Sometimes he's mistaken as a religious belief. Jesus is not a religious belief. He's the son of the one and only true living God. That's who he is. He, he was there at creation. He is the Word in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, as Elizabeth was sharing some of that this morning. He's not a religious theory. He's not part of a, a, a religion. Jesus is the Son of God. And when we invite him into a heart, he lives on the inside of us. And we've got to know who Jesus is. And uh, see, what I'm saying is that there's only one way to be righteous, and that's through Jesus Christ. It's the only way. All other attempts are futile. And now there's a trend to be righteous in every other way imaginable except the only one true way. See, how bright is that? I say not very bright at all. <laughs> in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, I think I've even got them up there. There might be a few scriptures missing, but anyway. It says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, in Christ, in Jesus, we can be all that God requires a man to be, all that we can never be by ourselves. Outside of Jesus, we cannot be righteous. Man will try futilely, if that's the right word, to be righteous in his own eyes, righteous in other people's eyes. But we can never be righteous. We can never be what God requires us to be without having Jesus on the inside of us. Must have Jesus and that's the message that we have to preach. And uh, see, no matter how hard we try, we'll never be what God needs us to be without, without Jesus. See, I'll ask this question. Have you ever suffered from self-righteousness? <laughs> Probably don't have to answer that. It's a challenge for all of us not to be self-righteous. In Luke chapter 18, and uh, you read about the man... You know, he, he said, God, I thank you that I'm not like this other fella. He's a sinner. <laughs> you know, I'm paraphrasing this, of course. You know, I do this, I do that. I fast, I pray, I give, you know, donations. I don't do what he really, I don't do what he does. I'm really good. You know, have any of us ever suffered that? Any of us ever cha been challenged by that? Thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to think? thinking that we're the best at this and the best at something else and someone else is not as good. It's a challenge. But like I said, true righteousness 
is only found in Jesus Christ. And uh, the reason I'm saying all that is I'm getting to where, you know, that Blake City is really good. But I believe if we've got to convince God how good we are, then we're probably not that good in the first place. <laughs> you know, it's not up to us to convince God how good we are. It's, uh, it's the other way around. See, it's vice versa. God is good. He's the only one that is good. But in Christ, we can be God requires us to be. And that's the, that's the point I'm making, the point I'm trying to make anyway. Last week, Jay shared about what's already started in the world and what we can expect in, in the future you know, regard, regarding the rise of unrighteousness. You know, if you weren't here, I suggest you listen to it. <laughs> Find out how you can get it. Ken just shared a while ago. If you weren't here last week, we need to all listen to that again. Even if you were, we need to listen to it. Because things are changing. Things are happening in this world. And we need to be ready for it, don't we? We need, we, it was a challenge. And, uh, you know, if it's true what Jay was saying, and I believe it to be true, I also believe we will need, all need strength for the journey that lies ahead of us. And that strength comes from God. It's a strength that comes from God. See, how far we will go will be determined by the level of our faith and the level of our faith will be determined by the level of our fear of God. See, like most words in the English language, <laughs> there can be multiple meanings of the word fear. You know, there are lots of meanings. You know, in the instance of the fear of God, to me it means love of God. I believe the fear and the love of God has grown cold. The fear of God in this world and even in Christians' lives, the fear and the love of God can grow cold. You know, it can grow, it can wane, there can be a complacency, there can be a blasé, you know, about the things of God. We cannot regard the things of God as highly as we ought to do. We can say, oh, well, this little sin on the side won't hurt. We can all find ways to justify our actions. You know, what I'm really saying, we might be able to convince ourselves that sin is okay, but can we convince God that sin is okay? I say not. You'll never be able to convince God that sin is okay. Sin is sin. Evil is evil. And we're called to abhor what is evil, to cling to what is good, to flee from sexual immorality, to flee from, you know, that's just one thing, but to flee from all these other works of the flesh. We're told to remove ourselves from those things. We can't say, well, I'm saved and go and commit all those things and come before God and say, I'm set free to do them. Because we're not. We're called to righteousness. We're called to holiness. We're called to be like God. We're called to faithfulness. We're called to stand according to the word of God. How do we know how to stand according to the word of God if we don't read the word of God, if we don't follow the word of God? It's up to us. That's the challenge, to do the things and the works of God. See, what I'm really saying, if we love God, we will fear God. If we fear God, we will love God. And when we love God, we keep his commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. See, what are we going to do when things get tough? That's what I'm saying. I believe what Jay was sharing last week is preparing us, preparing us for the future. What are we going to do when things get tough? You know, be a hero of faith or faint. You know? That's what, what it comes down to. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10, it says, If you faint in the day of adversity, 
your strength is small. What I'm really saying is that our fear of God has to be greater than any other fear we might have. The fear of God has to be greater than any other fear that we might have. There's all sorts of things to fear. (laughs) All sorts of things, all sorts of cares, all sorts of worries, all sorts of burdens, all sorts of trials and tribulations, all sorts of things that we could put our mind to and worry about. But Jesus is the answer, isn't he? At the cross, at the foot of the cross, bring him to the cross. See, more and more, more and more the world is losing the fear of God. Actually, I'd say more and more the world hates God, despises and rejects his righteousness. More and more. How else have we arrived where we are? And how are we on a collision course with more and more unrighteousness except that we have lost the fear and the love of God? We're on a course. We're on a course where we've got to choose. We're going to be like Joshua. What did he say? You know, choose for yourself this day whom you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the God. It's got to be a determination within each and every one of us. Whom are we going to serve? Are we going to serve unrighteousness or are we going to serve the righteousness of the living God? Are we going to do what God's called us to do or are we going to do what is easiest to do in self-preservation? In God, there's no self-preservation. In God, we empty ourselves of ourselves and allow the Spirit of God to deliver us. You know, the authority of God, promise of His Word. See, we've lost the fear of God, well, to what it was. You know, we've got people marching the streets, demanding all sorts of rights and directly opposing the Word of God and His righteousness and His holiness. You know, we've got societies all over the world celebrating sin, you know, promoting unrighteousness as something to be proud of that's what it's happening you know we've got we've got churches no longer preaching creation they're preaching theistic evolution you know that is they've changed their foundation you can look it up there's churches mainline churches today that are preaching that are sharing theistic evolution we preach god the creator if God's our creator, he's our creator. You know, how can we preach any part of this word if we don't believe in the fundamental principle that God's the creator of the universe? You won't hear me preaching anything else anyway. You won't hear me sharing anything else because God is the creator. He created the universe. You know, praise the living God. We had a bloke come to work the other day, a geologist, rock doctor, whatever you want to call him. He was there and he's talking about Mother Nature. And I said, I don't believe in Mother Nature. He said, what do you believe in? I said, I believe in God the Creator. And, uh, and he said, uh, he said uh, what? I can't remember exactly what he said. <laughs> he didn't swear, it was all right. <coughs> it actually, uh, he said, so do I. That's what he said. Words similar to that. What he was saying is that later on he thanked me for correcting him. He said, yes, he was a Christian. He had beliefs as well, but he had, he had trouble. He said he, when he first came to uni that the, uh, his friend said, you're going to be challenged. Your Christian belief's going to be challenged by what they're going to teach about geology. That's what he... Because I, I told him, I said, oh, I believe all this coal that's laying here. I said, it's from Noah's flood and all that. But he actually thanked me later for correcting him, he said. 
for not allowing him to do that. He said, he said, I can't wait to get back next time. We need to talk some more. So it was good. We had a good talk about creation and different stuff. And uh, it was just a reminder for him. But the thing, see, just one little correction. It's all we've got to say. It's a, see, have the belief. I have a belief that God's the creator. And uh, where was I? <laughs> but see, we've got churches doing that. We've got legalized abortions. We've got this LBQIZWX, whatever it is. Soon we'll have the old whole alphabet, won't we? You know, we? We can't allow those things to infiltrate. But I don't know. How do we stop those? By preaching the word of God, by sharing the word of God. We can, probably can't stop them infiltrating society as such but we can sure stop them infiltrating our kids we can stop them infiltrating our lives as well we don't have to agree with what all the things that are getting pushed and moved and and see a lot of people say oh it's okay it's not harming me it's harming the children it's harming our society it's changing all sorts of things it's up to us to be the voice to stand up but have we got the courage of that conviction have we got the courage to stand up See, see, we have churches ordaining gay priests. How do we get to that? Same-sex marriage, how do we get to that? You know, when righteous men say nothing, when righteous men do nothing. See, see, it's up to us. See, all of this new? No, it's not. It's not new, is it? It's not new. All throughout history in the Bible, there are examples of sin and law- lawlessness and unrighteousness, but it's the first time in my life where I believe things are coming to a crunch point where I'm going to have to make a choice. Where I'm going to have to make a choice. And I believe it's coming to all of us. First time in our lifetime, I believe the time is coming where we make a choice. Am I going to stand up for the beliefs that I have, for the courage? Am I going to have courage of my conviction or am I going to faint? Am I going to declare, am I going to choose God above all else? What can man take from me? When I got married, I gave away all my worldly goods anyway. <laughs> I'll be in trouble later. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what can man do? It says in Luke chapter 12, don't be afraid of those who can take everything and those who can kill you, but be more afraid of the one that can cast your soul into hell because that's where I'm not going to go. That's where I'm determined I won't, won't go, but I need the strength. I need the strength of the living God. I need the strength of the Holy Spirit to be able to back up what I'm saying. You know, I can make these bold le- declarations here, but I need the strength and the courage of God to stand in the face of that adversity of that time you know see I've made my decision I just need strength to follow it through see it's one thing saying another thing doing it in Matthew chapter 26 verse 30 and when they had this is after the Lord's Supper and when they had hung sorry they didn't uh, hung a sim they sung a hymn (laughs) they went out to the Mount of Olives then Jesus said to them All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered and said to them, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. 
Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. We know the rest is history, isn't it? We know he denied him three times. We know the rooster crowed. So what I'm saying is we can make a declaration and he meant it. It just, he didn't use the right preparation. I know I've said it many times, but I'll say it again. When they went to the garden, Jesus prepared for what was ahead of him spiritually. He prayed to the Father. The others slept. They had a, we're in a spiritual fight right now. We can't afford to prepare physically. We need to prepare spiritually. And the apostles, what was their result of preparing physically, of having a bit of a kip, a bit of a rest? Their solution was to cut the ear off the high priest's servant. And, but Jesus said, nevertheless, my will, but your will be done. And he went to the cross and he was strengthened by the Spirit of God. And if we're going to make declarations and stand, if we come to the place where we've got to stand, we need to be prepared spiritually. We need to have the physical word of God implanted into our heart. We need to be praying. We need to have the relationship with the living God. And then we will stand against unrighteousness. And we'll stand firm, steadfast to the end. That's what we need to do. Like I said, there's nothing new. All this is happening. You know, the flood of Noah was because of unrighteousness. Sodom and Gomorrah was unrighteousness. There's unrighteousness throughout. There was altars pulled down. There was things pulled down all throughout the Bible. People were changed with, uh, you know, were um, challenged with, uh, or they were faced challenges is the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> There's so many heroes of faith. We'll have the opportunity to add our names to the heroes of faith. I believe we will. There's so many, so many heroes of faith. See, in Luke chapter 18 as well, it says, Nevertheless, will the Son of Man, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So in other words, do we believers have the courage of our convictions, our belief? Is God going to find faith? We could change that to, will he find real faith? Will he find real faith upon the earth? Or will he find lip service faith? See, there needs to be that firm grounding, that foundation of standing on the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not taking, you know, compromise. We can't compromise, people. We can't. It won't work. We need to be ones when we stand before God. Because people forget we're in a period of grace. Don't use this grace as an opportunity for the flesh. But use this as an opportunity to share the word of God. But the thing is, we're going to stand before God one day and give an account of what we've done. Give an account of what we've done with what he's given us. That's what we've got to do. And then we're going to say, well, God, there was too many of them. There was too many unbelievers and they were going to hurt me. You know, there's plenty of heroes of faith that have laid down their life not just for their friends. They laid down their life for their Father in heaven. They laid down their life for the faith that they had. There's many heroes. See, will we have courage to stand against unrighteousness no matter what? Courage to die for our beliefs. See, when we fear God more than anything else, you're willing to die for him. We need to fear God more or fear, love God more than anything else and we'll die for him. See, there's a long list to put everything on the line. David, Elijah, Daniel. Oh, there's a list. It goes on. There's thousands. There's miles of them. Well, one of my favourites is Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. 
Read it in Daniel chapter 3. We won't turn there today for time's sake because the musicians would like to come. See, they wouldn't serve false gods or worship the gold image Nebuchadnezzar had set up. They wouldn't do it. They just wouldn't serve. See, Nebuchadnezzar even gave them a second chance. He said, oh, he said, I'm going to give you another go, you blokes. I like you. This is my paraphrasing again. <laughs> I like you. I'm going to give you another go. When you hear the sound of the, the, the horn, the, you know, all those other musical instruments, I'll give you another go. You bow down and worship that and everything will be okay. They said, we have no need to answer you. Our answer is not going to change. It doesn't matter how hot you put the fiery furnace up to. So no matter what you do, we're not going to bow down to your gold image and we're not going to serve, serve your gods. They had a determination within them. And that's what happened too, didn't it? He heated it up. He got that mad. He heated up. Heated up the furnace that hot that the ones that went to put him in got burnt. That's how hot it was. Must have been a bit of good iron bark wood or something. I don't know. <laughs> they, had it, they had it hot. The thing is, and after that, they saw four people. Down, they threw three in. Four was in there. God had came and visited them in the midst of their fiery furnace, didn't he? The same with God will do that to us. He said to the king, they said, doesn't matter how many chances, we were not changing. God is well able to deliver us. And even if he doesn't deliver us, he will still be God. That won't change. God is God. He won't change. And then what did the king do? He got him out. They didn't even smell like smoke. <laughs> we even know how the lamb just hung around this building, just getting cooked last night. They didn't even smell like smoke. That fire didn't touch them because God preserved them. And we have a determination the same way. Okay. And then the king said, Anyone, everyone had to follow the God of Shadmach, Reshach and Abendio because no other God can do what that happened there. He said anyone found speaking against that was going to be stoned or killed or I don't know, cut up or I can't remember anyway <laughs> you know, read the story, Daniel chapter 3 but that's the determination that I want within my spirit as well in my life we just need to pray that God will deliver me and you and everybody else, he will strengthen us because like I said we can say things and have a determination but we all need God to carry it through we all need the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Lord, that no matter what faces us, what matter comes before us, Lord, that you would strengthen us because we love you. You will strengthen us because we fear you, Lord, in the right way. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, as your spirit moves throughout the nations of the world, Lord, that men, women and children, Lord, would have that revelation of loving you and knowing that there's salvation in no other. There's righteousness in no other. And Lord, we just call men, women and children to Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Lord, let there be that releasing. Let there be that anointing. And as your anointing fills this room, fills this auditorium, Lord, we pray, Lord, that by your Spirit, you minister in each and every heart right here and right now. And Lord, that you will build within us, Lord, strength for the journey ahead. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.